Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to another stream. We're back and it's good to see you guys in the chat. I hope everybody is doing well. You're training with Tom today and for this lesson we're going to be talking about squash. Now, not the squash that's in the image in the preview there that you can see on screen, not the vegetable. Um, we're going to be talking about a sport called squash. It's quite an unknown sport, but it is nonetheless, it is extremely, extremely fun. And I've recently fell in love with this sport again. So I want to share with you guys this wonderful sport that not too many people know about, which is played all around the world. Welcome in, welcome from France, Mamina. Welcome everybody joining us now. Today we're talking about squash, not the vegetable, but the sport. Uh, we're going to be talking about what it is, how we play it, what are the rules, what equipment uh, we need to play it, and what is recommended uh, to avoid any injuries. Don't worry, it's not that dangerous. So, squash is a racket sport, it's played with a racket. Uh, much like tennis, badminton, but it has some differences which we will get onto later. Not exactly the same racket, but we will talk about that later. So before we do start and get into what, uh, how we play squash, what the equipment we use, we're going to be giving you a little brief history about the sport because I, for one, didn't know all of this history about squash um, before playing it, and it was quite interesting. Um, as you can see, a lovely uh, old-fashioned video, uh, old-fashioned picture, I should say, not video, I didn't have video back then, um, of some players with squash rackets standing there. So the game of squash was invented more than a century and a half ago in England. And it's a combination of rackets and what was called fives that sparked the creation of squash. Now, this fives was a game named for the five fingers of the hand and it was a traditional version of handball and it was more or less the game of rackets which was today we call tennis, that's what rackets was. So it was a mixture between tennis and five. So it was a bit of a tennis handball uh, combination uh, but without a racket. All very confusing, this sport sort of developed uh, around this time in about 1845. So they combined the version of handball with using a racket um, at Harrow School, which is a prestigious English public school uh, just outside London. And this is how squash was invented, a combination of two sports that were played commonly at the time. And we arrive now at 1845. Uh, and this is where rubber balls were made available for sport enthusiasts. So sports sort of boomed uh, in this sort of time. Uh, rubber balls being a lot better than the balls they used to use for football as well. Um, and so in these 20 years between 1845 and 1865, this sport was being developed using a different ball. And in 1865 in Harrow, they opened a new complex of racket and fives courts. And the boys of Harrow jumped on these five courts and played their new game of baby rackets, this becoming the game of squash, which is obviously today's sport that we were talking about. So 
a little bit of a brief history there, a lot of information. Don't worry if not is all clear. Um, we just have a little quiz question, so hopefully you've been listening and hopefully some of it has stuck. Uh, welcome in Pavana as well from Azerbaijan and, and anybody else that's watching, whether you're going to be watching on the past broadcast or live, I hope you're all doing well today. We're talking about squash, the sport that is squash, not the vegetable, but it is the same word. So, quiz question. In which country was squash invented? In which country was squash invented? Was it A, United States of America, B, Denmark, C, Finland, D, England, or E, China? Which, in which country was squash invented? Which of these countries is the right answer? Now, there are the history and origins of sport, uh, especially during this time and the time of you know the invention of rugby and football, they all have uh, different conceptualizations, different ways that these sports were invented in different countries. But the squash that we play uh, today was commonly uh, played and formed and changed and invented in England. Now they do play it in the United States, but this was a slight variation of the sport and was actually uh, a little bit later on. Uh, Denmark and Finland um, in history, you know, quite good uh, squash players. Uh, and China, I don't know much if they do play squash, but the right answer there was England. The United States of America are very big fans of this sport if you are from the United States um, and you're watching. Really, really good squash players. They love the sport as they do in England and England's the right answer. That's where it was. Uh, invented at Harrow School. So, when was it invented is the next quiz question. I'm giving you some options here of different years when it might have been invented. We've spoken a little bit about this, so hopefully um, you get this right. Well done if you did get the previous question right. This question, when was it invented? Was it 1665? 1765? 1865 or 1965 when was squash invented so at the moment we have a tiebreaker a lot of you saying uh, 1965 almost the same amount saying 1865 and uh, nobody else going for any other answer just yet the answer is 1865. As we said, in 1845, rubber balls were made available for sport enthusiasts. And in the next 20 years, Harrow opened a new sports complex of rackets and fives. And they decided to jump on the court. And instead of playing fives, they used a, a baby racket and sort of invented the game of squash. And that was 1865. Uh, majority of you guys getting that right. Well done if you did. If you didn't, no worries. We're going to move on to some more important information. The brief history uh, is not too important. If you want to play this game, you don't need to know the brief history, but you do need to know what equipment you need. You do need to know the rules and how to score points. So make sure you're listening up. And now we're going to talk about the squash court. So what does the court look like today? And we've got a nice graphic for you on screen of sort of the dimensions, the shape of it. It's very strange. 
And uh, I played squash this week and it, it is strange to get used to this type of court uh, as it's quite different. So there are many different lines on the squash court. What do they all mean? We're going to go through them one by one. So firstly, we have the outline. Okay, this is the line running around the top of the court. That red line you can see on the graphic running at the top. If the ball hits the red line or anywhere above, it is out. So this is the outline. Okay, so you need to get the ball below this line in squash, hitting it, of course, with your racket. So anywhere above that top red line is out. So next we have what is called the tin. Okay, now the tin is the area below the lowest red line on the front wall. So if you have a look, the wall that's the highest, that's the front wall on the graphic, and that bottom red line you see, not the middle one, the bottom red line is called the tin. Okay, if you hit the ball on there, if you hit the tin or below, then it is out and your opponent will win the point. Next we have the service line. And that is the line on the front wall in between the tin and the outlines. So we just talked about the outlines, that being the, the top line going around the court. Anywhere there or above is out. And the tin is the bottom line on that front wall. Anywhere on there or below is out. So you're trying to hit the ball in between these two lines and getting it to bounce back and make your opponent work. But that line there in the middle that line in the middle is the service line, okay? And, and the ball needs to be served anywhere between that service line and the outline when we are serving for it to be a valid shot. Next we have, and don't worry, we don't have all the lines, we're not going into too much detail today. We have two more for you. We have the T shape. You might be able to see the T on our graphic that's near the back of the court. There's a line running directly down the middle, and there's a line going uh, there's a line going through the middle, and there's a line going through the middle of the court if it was portrait, if you like. Okay, you can see a T shape on the court, literally. Okay, uh, and that's where the lines meet, and it is the strongest place to be during a game because it allows you to read where the ball's coming from, where it's going, allows you to play a variety of different shots that your opponent might not be able to get. So that's the T shape. Uh, and the T is where you should be uh, standing if you want to win a point. Not Obviously, you don't need to, but that is to be said to be one of the strongest places to stand in the court. Now, lastly, the service box. So we see where the T is. We have two boxes, one to the left and one to the right. Now, this is where you have to serve from. Okay, simple as that. You have to be standing in the box, and at least one foot has to be in the box, but we'll get to that later when we talk about how points are won and how to play. So, question time. A lot of information I know, and there's a lot more to come, but I love this sport. And uh, Cordy, I'm glad to, uh, to hear that you used to play squash, but I'm sad to hear that your back is uh, broken. Really, really sorry to hear that, but uh, squash is a lovely sport. I hope you agree. I mean, you used to play it, so I'm sure you do. I'm sorry that you can't play it um, anymore. But yeah, um, hopefully you still enjoyed this uh, information about squash. And we have another quiz question for you. Which of these is not, um, I put it in bold so it's clear, which of these is not 
an area or line in a squash court? Is it the T? Is it the service line? The outline? The 22? Or the tin? Which of these is not? And a bonus point for anybody who uh, can identify the correct answer, whoever finds the correct answer, if you can put in chat what sport that is for, or what area line in which sport that comes from. Bonus point, you, can, you may put it in the chat, um, one of my favorite sports, if not my favorite sport, where does it come from? Now, let, you, let a couple more people get the, the answers in, I should say. Couple more seconds. So we have the T, the service line, the outline, the 22, and the tin. Which of these is not an area or line in a squash court? We've just been through this, and the T is, that's the T shape where you should be playing from. It's the strongest part of the court. We have the service line in between um, the tin and the outline. We have the outline, which of course is where if you hit the ball there or above, it is out. And we have the tin, which is the lowest uh, line on the front wall. Anywhere on that line or below is also out. And the one I didn't mention is the 22. What sport, what sport do we have the 22? Bonus point if you get that right, and that is the correct answer. So those that said it, and that's the majority of you, well done to you, that is the correct answer. We're gonna move on to squash equipment, but if anybody knows what sport that comes from, let me know, I will be, uh, I'll be impressed. Squash equipment, what do we need to play squash? Squash equipment, now of course we need a racket, we need a racket to play squash, but these can vary greatly, uh, and this is all down to your personal preference, what weight you want, what shape you want, what size, size of the head. Um, and it's possible to choose a racket that is almost the same as a tennis racket. But typically uh, squash rackets are a lot lighter and they have more of a teardrop, we call it a teardrop shape, as you can see in the image, like a teardrop. Okay, that is a typical uh, look of a squash racket. And we also, of course, need a ball. Uh, it's made mainly of rubber, as in 1865, uh, made mainly of rubber. Um, but there are different types of balls used today, whereas before I think probably they uh, played with maybe just one ball. Now there are different balls that bounce more or less depending on the ability of the player. So me, I'm a real beginner. I will need a beginner's ball, which is way more bouncy. And it means that I can get to the ball, it bounces off the wall more. So instead of somebody playing a short shot and I just can't get there, it allows the game to continue for beginners who aren't maybe as athletic or aren't as technically good, like me, I'm a beginner. Uh, so I will use a beginner's ball and this is all to do with how bouncy it is, okay? The advanced players will use a ball that isn't so bouncy, so uh, it means they need to be more athletic they need to be better with their technique. Um, yeah, and there are also other balls between beginner and advanced levels that you can get as well. I think there are four main types used uh, in squash. So the only other equipment you may find, and you don't really find this in too many other sports, I guess, uh, and that is eyewear, um, because it is 
a very fast-paced game and it is a rubber ball if that hits you in the eye that can of course be very painful this isn't commonly used by beginners or even the pros many pros don't use eyewear but it is highly recommended if you want to protect yourself of course and you are new to the game and you're worried about injuries so eyewear is something that can be worn to prevent injuries in squash as one of the main um, injuries and it can be a serious one so make sure if you are playing and you're worried about that get yourself some eyewear as well uh, welcome in people joining the stream now we're talking about squash not the vegetable but the sport and we have another quiz question for you what protective equipment might you see squash players wear is it a helmet a mouth guard shin pads or eyewear what protective equipment might you see squash players wear helmet mouth guard shin pads or eyewear now typically uh, typically you won't see a squash player wear a helmet that would probably obstruct your vision uh, and movement a bit being quite heavy and the squash ball is made of rubber i think hitting hitting you on the head isn't too dangerous uh, so a helmet is not necessary and of course it won't allow you to play squash uh, very well the same goes with a mouth guard it is a rubber ball it's not a leather ball um, so mouth guard is not uh, necessary shin pads as well your shins are pretty strong the squash ball is squishy it squashes squashes is a squashy ball um, so of course it's going to be eyewear because if anything hits you in the eye uh, that can be painful, so make sure to protect your eyes if you're playing squash, especially because it's such a fast sport. Somebody might hit the ball, you turn around, it's just so quick, you haven't even seen it. So eyewear is the type of protective equipment that you might see squash players wear, but as I said, this isn't normal. The professionals and many beginners, they don't buy eyewear, but if you are wanting to play it and you want to protect yourself fully, get some eyewear. You don't need shin pads, a mouth guard, or a helmet, don't worry. Now finally, how to play squash? We've talked about the court, we've talked about the equipment, and we talked about the history of it, but how do we actually play it? Like, how do we win a point? Um, what, are the, what are the little rules to mean that your opponent loses or that we win? Um, scoring a point or winning a rally, and a rally is a, a series of shots that go backwards and forwards between players within a point, like in tennis. They keep hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. That is a rally, okay? So a point is earned when the opponent either fails to play a shot before the ball bounces twice. So if the ball hits the back wall, hits the front wall, bounces, bounces again, and I don't manage to return it, you guys will win the point, okay? The point is earned when the opponent fails to play a shot before the ball bounces twice. Uh, a point is also earned when the ball, um, when the opponent hits the ball on the mark outlines, okay? So if you hit the outline or above, then your opponent wins the point. Of course, you hit the ball out, um, as well as connecting with the ball twice. So if you hit the ball with your racket, and as you go through, you hit the ball again, you lose the point. I believe that's the same rule in tennis, um, so not much different there. But what is different is serving. So we said before, and as you can see on the graphic very clearly, um, there are two boxes. There's a tee 
and there are a box to the left and a box to the right. Now this is the serving box, which we talked about before. So serving, the serving player must always keep at least one foot inside the service box, okay? The serving player must keep one foot inside the service box during the serving motion. And the ball must be hit between the front wall, between the service line and the outline. So we had the bottom line being the tin. The line in the middle is the service line and the line at the top in our graphic is the outline. When we serve, we need to serve the ball from, the, from our box, from our serving box and it must go between the middle line and the top line and land in the opponent's half of the court. So let's say uh, where that uh, red guy is standing, the guy in the red t-shirt, if he serves the ball there, the ball must land where it is in the guy wearing the yellow t-shirt side of the tee. Okay, very important. Serving is very, very important in these games, in these racket sports, um, and they are the rules. And there is something as well in squash which is not typical in sports of course it's so small it's such a small score uh, court there is no place for a referee the referee can't stand in there so the referee stands outside um, and there are occasions when because it's so small players will bump into each other they'll accidentally get in each other's way or obstruct block the other opponent from being able to play a shot so when this happens, when the players block each other's path to the ball and they're unable to play a shot, a penalty point may be awarded uh, to either player or the rally may be replayed with no penalty depending on the decision of the referee or the competing players. And this is something, it's about sportsmanship. If something happens, I play a shot and then I accidentally get in the way of my opponent and they can't get to it, but they might have got to it then that's my fault. I say, sorry, I was in the way, and you give them the point. So that happens uh, in squash, and it's not typical uh, in lots of other sports to have this sportsmanship like that at a, a low level, which is great to see. It's great to see, because it does happen. So quiz questions, our final two for you for the stream. I hope you have enjoyed the squash knowledge and the information. When serving, the player must not keep two feet inside the box, keep one foot inside the box, land the ball on the opposite side from where it was played, land the ball in the area behind the short line, which is the line in the middle on the ground, or hit the front wall between the service line and the outline. Now this is not really a must, but not necessarily recommended to do because you want to have a better uh, stance to make your serve. It should actually be the player should not. So I should probably rephrase that. Uh, when serving the player should not or doesn't have to. But there are at least so four of these are obviously uh, right and recommended, and that is when serving, the player must keep at least one foot inside the service box. They must land the ball on the opposite side from where it was played. So if I'm serving from the right side in the right box, I need to hit the back wall, to hit the front wall, 
Um, and it needs to land then in the other side of the tee where my opponent should be standing. And that's landing it behind the area in the short line. So that's what we need to do when we serve. And it needs to hit the front wall between the service line and the outline. But what's not necessary, what's not necessary is keeping two feet inside the service box. I should have probably rephrased the question. That's my fault. Um, but the answer there is we must, when serving, do all of these things apart from necessarily keeping two feet inside the box. We don't need to do that, but we have to keep one foot inside the box at least. We have to land the ball in the opposite side, land the ball in the area behind the short line and hit the front wall between the service line and the outline. So we're gonna move quickly on to the final question of the stream. What can happen if the player in, is unable to play the ball because their opponent got in the way? So what can happen if a player is unable to play the ball because their opponent got in the way. Now this happens more often than you think. Sorry Mamini, that was my fault for that question. Um, yeah, that was a very difficult question with lots of information as well. But hopefully this one is slightly easier. Do not worry, do not worry if you, uh, if you don't know. Have a go and it gives me good feedback. If you guys don't understand it very well, then that's me as a teacher, that's also my fault. So it's important for me to know if you guys know or don't know. Don't be afraid, there's no wrong answer. Nobody will get in trouble for being wrong. Try your best and just say something. And then if not many of you understand or say the wrong thing, I know next stream we need to explain it a bit more. It means take some more time with it. And that's absolutely fine. We can do that. It's all about your learning. And uh, I can always teach better or slower or explain it more if we don't understand. If we all understand, great, we can keep going. Uh, but if not, it's okay, it's okay. So what can happen if a player is unable to play the ball because their opponent got in the way? The right answers here are replay the point. We can replay the point if it's unsure whether they could have got the ball anyway or whether they couldn't, then we replay the point to decide. Or if a player was blocked, then the point would be awarded to the player that was blocked. These are both correct. We have also yellow card and timeout. Um, these aren't things in squash, of course, in football, rugby, many sports we have yellow cards, but uh, not in squash. Not that I know of anyway, and timeout not. So replay the point and point awarded to the player that was blocked were the correct, correct answer. And lots of you said both of these as well. So well done to all of you that got that right. Guys, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this lesson with squash. Like this sport, I've fallen in love with it again. I've recently started playing with my friends and I thought it'd be a good opportunity to do a stream on a sport that many people haven't heard of or played. Um, you don't have to play it, of course, but now you know what it is and hopefully you've picked up a lot of English words uh, you know, we've got racket, we've got ball, we've got point, we've got rally, lots of key vocabulary words for different sports. And as we go on this sort of series that we want to do, we'll be talking about lots of weird and wonderful sports and you'll find other content on my channel as well. Uh, so not just sport related stuff, I'll be doing lots of grammar stuff uh, and maybe some philosophy stuff in the streams to come. Uh, if you did enjoy it and you want to help me further and help Chatterbug further, then you get a special discount 
on one-to-one -one tutoring using my code. Uh, if, so if, I, if you are thinking about that, don't forget to use that code that I've just put in the chat below. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being so good, participating in the quiz, and I hope you've learned a little, little bit about squash. You've been training with Tom, and I'll catch you next time. For now, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.